بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد وعن معاويه بن الحكم السلمي رضي الله عنه قال بين انا اصلي مع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اذا عطس اذا عطس اذا عطس رجل من القوم فقلت يرحمك الله فرماني القوم بابصارهم فقلت واثكل امياه ما شانكم تنظرون الي فجعلوا يضربون بايديهم على افخاذهم فلما رايتهم يصمتونني لكني سكت فلما صلى رسول صلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فبابي هو وامي ما رايت معلما قبله ولا بعده احسن تعليما منه فوالله ما كهرني ولا ضربني ولا شتمني الى اخر الحديث معاويه بن حكم سلمي رضي الله تعالى عنه is the narrator of this hadith brief history he was a sahabi who resided in madina munawwara and he belonged to the banu sulaim tribe he accepted islam on the hands of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam after the hijra and we find that 13 ahadith are narrated by this particular sahabi he mentions a personal incident and he says that once i was making salah with rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is atasa rajulun min alqaum he said during the salah someone sneezed and the hukum is when someone sneezes he should say yarhamukallah he should say alhamdulillah and ulama ikram say that when you hear someone sneezing and say alhamdulillah then in response you should say yarhamukallah yarhamukallah is what we refer to as tashmitul atis is responding to the sneezing of someone and if that person hears you saying yarhamukallah then he in turn should say yahdikumullah wa yuslih balakum may allah taala guide you and may allah taala correct your affairs there's one incident mentioned about imam abu daud rahmatullah alayhi imam abu daud to put this incident in context we may have heard it before also but this is a classical example of that exhortation which we find in hadith rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said and this hadith passed also a few chapters back he said la tahqiranna min al-ma'ruf shay'a he said do not regard as insignificant or light any good deed nada hadith nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said al-khayru kathir he said opportunities to earn the forgiveness of allah opportunities to earn reward from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are many As I mentioned, to put this into context, Imam Abu Dawood rahmatullahi alaihi was that scholar who knew more than one hundred thousand ahadith by heart. One day, he is on the banks of the river or the sea, and there is a ship that is going past. Somebody on that ship sneezes and says, "Alhamdulillah," loudly. Obviously as we mentioned tashmitul atis the response to this should be yarhamukallah 
However, in that fleeting moment, the person goes out of earshot. So in fact, if Imam Abu Dawud rahmatullahi to respond, this person will not be able to hear the response. So nearby, there is someone who has a boat for hire. Very, very quickly, Imam Abu Dawud rahmatullahi rushes to this person, pays him the small stipend that's the requirement to hire the service of him ferrying him close to the ship, jumps on the boat, and when he gets in proximity to the ship, shouts out loudly, Yarhamukallah. No sooner does he do this, a voice calls out from the heavens that, Oh Abu Dawood, today with your stipend or whatever amount that you paid for this boat, Allah Ta'ala has given you Jannat in return for that. In the context of this, Ulama Ikram mentioned and they say that what shortage of neki was there in the life of Imam Abu Dawood Rahmatullahi. More than 100,000 ahadith by heart, an entire life devoted to the service of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the khidmat of deen. And yet, this act, this act of responding to the sneezing of one person, he gets this accolade that in return for this we have given you jannat. So do not regard as insignificant any good deed. Allah Ta'ala has given us at any given time multitudes of opportunities to gain reward, to carry out neki, to practice upon the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nevertheless, we digressed. Coming back to this incident, Muawiyah bin Hakam Sulami radiallahu ta'ala who says, I was making salah with Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Somebody in the congregation sneezed and said, Alhamdulillah. So he says, in response to this, I said, Yarhamukallah. Now what is the masla? In salah, if someone has to sneeze and say, Alhamdulillah, here, ulama Ikram say, you should not respond, Yarhamukallah. Why? Because the Yarhamukallah in salah is actually a response or it would be considered conversation, part of conversation. In salah itself, you have to suppress this response. Why? Because you are in salah. You're not supposed to engage in any conversation with anybody else. However, in the early stages of Islam, ulama Kiram have mentioned that this type of brief conversation in salah, very famous incident is found in hadith about Juraj, rahimahullah. He was from amongst the Bani Israel. He was making ibadat, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his soma'a, in his worship place. His mother came from outside, she shouted, she called for him. Because he was in salah, this conflict took place within himself. One side my salah, the other side my mother. So he did not respond to her and he carried on with his salah. And we find that because of this, Temporarily, he was reprimanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a lengthy incident. I'm not going to go into the details. Ulama Ikram say, for the Bani Israel, for the Ummat of Musa alayhi salam, to engage in brief conversation in their salah was permissible. This permissibility was abrogated for the Ummat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We are not allowed to talk whilst in salah. We are not allowed to respond to somebody in conversation whilst in salah. In fact, this nullifies one's salah. So nevertheless, 
as I said, in the early stages was permissible. So Muawiyah bin Hakam Sulami, when he heard this person say, Alhamdulillah, he responded and he said, Yarhamukallah. So he says, what happened? The people started staring at me. They started staring at me, upset that why are you disturbing the congregation? What you are doing is not allowed in Salah. So he becomes upset with them because he had not realized that this was not permissible. As far as he was concerned, what he was doing was permissible. So he said, Wathakla ummaya. May your mothers be bereaved. May your mothers, or in our, if you want to use layman's terms, may your mothers cry over you. This is not literal that may your mothers cry over you or become, or may your mothers be bereaved. This is a manner of expression. In other words, he became upset with them. What are you staring at me for? What's wrong with you? Masha'nukum. He started talking even more. What's wrong with you people that you people are staring at me? So one, the Yarhamukallah was not supposed to say. Now, Masha'anukum tanduruna ilayya. What's wrong with you people? Why are you looking at me? This also he wasn't supposed to say. So they responded, Faja'alu yadribuna bi'aidihim ala afkhadihim. So they started clapping with their hands upon their thighs. A light clap. In other words, in Salah, for example, we hear, we find the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that if the imam has to make some sort of mistake and the imam has to be cautioned or you have to bring it to his attention, for example, you're supposed to sit in tashahud and you miss the tashahud and you woke up or some mistake like that, he leaves out something that is wajib in Salah. Then what are the musallis supposed to do? Musallis, obviously, you can't tell the imam that what you are doing is wrong or you missed out the shahud, you know, because that is part of speech. So they, they are advised, say alhamdulillah or say Allahu Akbar. Make the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lightly, loudly also, so the imam becomes aware that he made some mistake. In the days of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Masturat also were part of the congregation. They would be at the back. There we find in the hadith Rasulullah that Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, At-tasfiqulinnisa. That the masturat will clap, clap lightly. Why? Because the voice of women is parda. It is aura. It has to be concealed. So in other words, with some action, not speech itself, with some action, you will try to draw the attention of the imam that what that some error has occurred or something he should become cognizant or aware of. So in keeping with that, Muawiyah bin Hakam Sulami is not supposed to be talking in salah. He didn't know this. Initially, such brief conversation was permissible. Now it had been abrogated. Other sahaba were aware of this. He was contravening the rules of congregation. So... They had to bring it to his attention. So what they did? فَجَعَلُوا يَدْرِبُونَ بِأَيْدِيهِمْ عَلَىٰ أَفْخَادِهِمْ They started lightly tapping their thighs. فَلَمَّا رَأَيْتُهُمْ يُسَمِّتُونَنِي He says, now that I realized that they were trying to silence me, now that I realized they were trying to tell me that stop talking, لَكِنِّي سَكَتُّ I was upset. I was angry. I didn't know why they were doing this. But I relented and I kept silent. فَلَمَّا صَلَّى رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ After the salah, Rasulullah صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ addressed me. 
Now, look at the manner in which Rasulullah addressed him. Technically, this man had disturbed the entire con- congregation. He had disturbed the salah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He had upset sahaba also by his actions. Look at the response of Muawiyah bin Hakam Sulami. He says, Nabi sallallahu sent for me, Fabi abi huwa wa ummi. May my parents be sacrificed upon him in my entire life, not before him or after him. I have ever come across a teacher who was more beautiful and who was more kind in, in his manner of teaching. Because of this section of the hadith, Imam Nawi rahimahullah has brought this particular hadith in the chapter which deals when you give nasihat, when you give advice, be brief about it and do so with hikmat, do so with wisdom, do so in such a manner that you win the heart over, bring the person closer to you. This was a juncture that required reprimand. By what you did was wrong, don't do this in future. Don't make noise, don't disturb the conversation, the congregation. This is not in keeping with salah. The manner in which Rasulullah brought this to the attention of Muawiyah bin Hakam Sulami, as the hadith continues, we run out of time, led him to say that I have never come across a teacher more kind and more considerate than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.